This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So if you know Alyssa from Akron, Ohio, give her a call. See how she's doing. Stop in. Make sure she's okay. Because a couple of days ago, it was broken to her, the news from her, I guess, boyfriend, Tim, that the relationship is over. Uh, They were at the Akron Rubber Ducks game. And Tim uh, put up a a note on the fan shoutouts portion of the night. Brought to you by uh, Amish country, Ohio Amish country. And that's where they put up on the billboard, you know, happy birthday to Bill, happy birthday to Bob, uh, love you, Betty. And one of the posts was, Alyssa, this relationship is over, all caps, Tim. (laughs) That's not funny at all. And I bet you it broke Alyssa's heart now maybe their relationship has been on the rocks for a while i don't know and this was just the final straw tim this was the only way tim was able to tell her he couldn't look to her and say Alyssa, our relationship is over no uh he had to put it up on the on the big screen and uh, according to the video that i saw and i i don't know that it's real or not but they had the announcer going through the fan shout-outs brought to you by Ohio Amish Country, and it just gets read, and he doesn't even comment. I mean, he just reads them. I guess that's his gig. He probably makes, you know, 25 bucks a night to be the PA announcer at the Ohio Akron Robber Ducks games, and so he just reads the fan shout-outs at the Ohio Amish Country fan shout-outs portion of the game. It looks like it's in the seventh inning. Uh, It doesn't look like it's the seventh inning stretch, but it does look like it's between the seventh and eighth inning is when they have the fan shout-outs, or at least this particular fan shout-out. So a lot of people were, you know, saying, hey, what a hero Tim was and how cool it was. I don't know. Is it that cool, really, to say your relationship is over up on the billboard? I mean, I guess, you know, there's ghosting. People have ghosted relationships. I've seen that happen before. You just go away and you leave them alone, right? But uh, to put it up on the big billboard like that, uh, okay. Funny? Sure. Was the relationship already over? Yeah, I'm sure that it was. And the good thing was, uh, while there's no good way to say you want a divorce, at least it wasn't that. At least they were married that would not be good at all up on the old jumbotron so anyway if you know Alyssa, uh get a hold of her she was uh you know tim treated her like crap and said their relationship is over up on the jumbotron of the rubber ducks game and uh, that could not have gone over well so if you know her at least reach out to her and tell her it's okay welcome welcome to chewing the fat
You know, if you reach out to Alyssa and you find out exactly what happened, maybe you email me at chewingthefatattheblaze.com and let me know. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to know what happened. So, in Great Britain, McDonald's is doing something that I think probably isn't far off to what's going to happen here in the United States, and I will not stand for it. McDonald's says it has pulled milkshakes from the menu in all 1,250 of its British restaurants. Now, I didn't know that they were milkshakes, but if <laughs> I thought they were just shakes, but maybe in Great Britain they are milkshakes. However, whether they're milkshakes or just shakes, I won't have it. Now, according to the McDonald's British restaurant supply gurus, there are supply problems stemming from a shortage of truck drivers. And they're also experiencing shortages of bottled drinks. So like most retailers currently experiencing some supply chain issues impacting the availability of a small number of products. Look, bottled drinks and milkshakes are temporarily unavailable in restaurants across England, Scotland, and Wales. Look, we're working hard to return these items to the menu. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. And let's make that happen. I'm not quite sure what the deal is and why it's happening. Yeah, you can tell me there's a, you know, well, there's a shortage of truck drivers. Is there? Is there? I guess so. I guess so. I guess over the past 18 months, because of pandemic restrictions, they've delayed new recruits from taking their driving test. Yeah, because you can't have somebody test drive a truck during the pandemic that's just too much to ask for (laughs) according to this britain says it's short about a hundred thousand drivers oh well let's uh, let's start hiring let's get some people let's get some people behind the wheel and delivering some goods i guess uh chicken chain nando's I love the chicken chain Nando's temporarily shut about 50 outlets because of a shortage of poultry. KFC also warned recently that supply chain issues meant it was unable to stock some menu items on the stores that remained open. Okay. The UK government has temporarily eased restrictions on the number of hours drivers can work in an attempt to improve the situation yeah so we're just gonna have a bunch of tired drivers out there but okay i'm all right with the tired drivers let's just get the milkshake ingredients to the stores we do know that starbucks is bringing back its pumpkin spice latte and uh, the fall menu was going to return tuesday which is a day earlier than last year. And for some, of course, the drink uh, is just the unofficial start of fall. And the pumpkin spice, well, it's actually the Starbucks pumpkin cream cold brew also rejoins the seasonal lineup for its third year alongside the pumpkin bakery assortment, including the pumpkin cream cheese muffin and the pumpkin scone. Mm -mm -mm. And it also announced that it added a new flavor to the fall lineup, the apple crisp macchiato, the espresso espresso beverage that's available hot or iced for a limited time. Duncan 
is bringing back pumpkin spice latte, coffee, and a new fall cold brew. They're bringing that back early against, uh, you know, they're fighting against Starbucks for that. And uh, Nissan Foods, you know, the ramen noodle company, is releasing a limited edition cup noodles pumpkin spice flavor at select Walmart stores in October. Yum, yum. And Starbucks has their Pumpkin Love-O-Meter site that you can go to, pumpkinloveometer.com. Find out where you fall. You can take the quiz. All right, let's take the quiz. Which would you get your, which would you get your first tattoo? Pumpkin cream cold brew goes here on your palm, a PSL on your tongue so you can always taste it, a full flannel sleeve, a heart-shaped pumpkin. Oh, we got to do with the heart-shaped pumpkin, of course. What would you do if your significant other proposed with a pumpkin cream cold brew? Oh, well, oh my gosh. Pumpkin is my significant other. (laughs) What's the first thing you do after arriving at a pumpkin patch? Get your pumpkins and go spend hours hunting for the perfect pumpkin. Grab as many pumpkins as you can fit into your car and then some. Pumpkin patch photo shoot. Give them pumpkin to talk about. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, you got to spend hours hunting for the perfect pumpkin, right? Although you should do the photo shoot too. Would you ever name your pet pumpkin? My pet is pumpkin. Changing their name, I already did. <laughs> Would you rather let a stranger hold your PSL or hold your baby? Well, hold your baby, duh. You want anybody to hold your drink? You're lost in a corn maze. How are you getting out? I'm probably not getting out. (laughs) Where do I stand? Is that it? How many questions do I have to answer? What pumpkin item would we most likely find in your closet? No judgment. Pair of shoes carved from actual pumpkins, a pumpkin onesie, a pumpkin fashion isn't passion, a vintage pumpkin patch jacket, a vintage pumpkin patch jacket, a pumpkin onesie. Of course, get of the pumpkin onesie. Is that it? Oh, no. How many questions? You make your way to the pumpkin. From what move are you busting out? Oh, my gosh. An organized flash mob, a series of perfect pumpkin pirouettes, the pop, lock, and pumpkin. Yeah, the pop, lock, and pumpkin. We're picking that one. Are we done? Okay, the results are in. And I am, oh, man. Oh, no. Where am I at? Come on. The results are in. I'm like 50-50. Your inner fall monologue probably sounds something like this. Tis the season to be pumpkin. Sip, 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 pick, sip, sip, pick. And TBH, that's bop. Sing it out loud and sing it proud. No matter where the pumpkin spice scented wind takes you this season. I was at 50%. Those were great answers. And that only takes me to 50%. Pumpkin spice specialist. Thanks, pumpkinloveobeater.com. I haven't seen a hot dog love ometer.com. However, if there was one, I would I would get more than 50% on the hot dog love ometer. But there's a new study now that claims one hot dog takes 35 minutes off your life. I should already be gone. <laughs> I should be long gone. I haven't done the exact math, so maybe, you know, I'm not quite there yet. But the findings included over 5,000 foods in the U.S. diet classified by 
health burden and environmental impacts. So they use the results to inform marginal dietary substitutions, which are realistic and feasible. We find that small targeted food level substitutions can achieve compelling nutritional benefits and environmental impact reductions. That's good. That's good. Now, the food studied ranged from 74 minutes lost to 80 minutes gained per serving. Sugary drinks, hot dogs, burgers, and breakfast sandwiches were linked with most minutes of healthy life lost. Whereas fruits, non-starchy and mixed vegetables, ready-to-eat cereals, and cooked grains were associated with the largest gains. And, you know, these are just simple. I mean, we all know this, really, right? But according to this, researchers found that consuming one 85-gram serving of chicken wings translated to 3.3 minutes of life lost. (laughs) Wow, between that and the hot dogs, uh, I should already be gone. So I guess owing the sodium and harmful trans fatty acids while a beef hot dog on a bun resulted in some 36 minutes lost. With Heinz ketchup, though, I'm talking about, you're talking about dropping some minutes because that's got to be good for good for life right there now it said here that one peanut butter and jelly sandwich were an increase of 33 minutes so you make a gain with the food that you eat it's just kind of a wash right foods like salted peanuts baked salmon and rice with beans were also associated with gains between 10 and 15 minutes so it's kind of good Right? I'm I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better about some of my choices. Researchers from the University of Michigan School of Public Health, Department of Environmental Health Services, published the findings in the Nature Journal. I love the Nature Journal. I subscribe to all their journals. They uh, detail the newly developed Health Nutritional Index that's really good. So they, uh, you know, the dietary risk components and harmful health effects linked to certain foods. <sighs> I think we all just need to live by my way of life. Everything in moderation. And really, they found that swapping 10% of daily caloric consumption from beef and processed meat for fruits, vegetables, nuts, legumes, and certain seafood could reap significant health benefits, with the team citing a gain of some 48 minutes per person per day and a 33% smaller dietary carbon footprint. So, I mean, I'm good. I I am good. I, I'm still having my hot dogs, but I mean, hello, I've e- I'm eating some beans and some fruits and some nuts in there too so i'm i'm good i am good and again everything in moderation my friends everything in moderation all right let's go to the break room (laughs) i need a drink of well it's not a sugary drink i'll tell you that but it is cold and refreshing beverage Oh, man, so good. 
Wow. Did you see that uh, Instagram is retiring the swipe up feature? Right? They're just going to use uh, stickers instead, the tappable stickers that will send you to external websites. So according to this, August 30th, the sticker, the swipe up is gone and the sticker is on. So I saw some of the tests for the stickers that they were doing. So now uh, they're definitely using it. Uh, users will still have to be verified or have at least 10,000 followers to gain access to the swipe up or the stickers. They did say they may be more lenient with the stickers to go to external websites. But for now, only people who had swipe up privileges will receive the sticker option. So they're still evaluating whether they're going to roll it out to more users. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. But for now, you either have to be verified or have at least 10,000 followers on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at Jeff Fisher Radio. I do not have swipe up capabilities on my Instagram account. I'm not verified. Go figure. I have a verified account on Facebook. I have a verified account on Twitter, but I do not have a verified account on Instagram. So, you know, that's just the way it is. Maybe when they roll out the sticker program, I'll get one. I mean, it looks like uh, Mayim Bilic is going to step in as guest host after executive producer Mike Richards, uh, you know, he stepped down uh uh, from the permanent host job on Jeopardy. And Mayim was supposed to just do the specials, the big evening specials on Jeopardy. Why doesn't it's just over? All right. Let's just why don't we just get a robot? to be the host of Jeopardy. Just a robot. Let the robot come out and say hello to the guests, the human guest. We'll still we'll still use human guests and human human contestants in Jeopardy, but the host will just be a robot that asks the questions. I mean, it can't it's not that hard. All right? Uh hello, Brittany, your turn to go. Yes, I want up yours for $1000. Okay up yours for a thousand dollars ding and we ask the question uh we just use a robot and that way everybody can keep their little oh did you see what the robot said back in 2014 no because there was no such thing back then that's what's happening that's what's going to happen very soon guaranteed so i see we had big news of tom cruise stopping by a restaurant in birmingham the other day where they were all happy this Asha's restaurant owned by an actress, Asha Bozal. Uh, they shared pictures of him at the end. So I guess he went into the restaurant and he just wanted to be a regular customer in Birmingham and be treated like everyone else. He didn't want anything special. And he ordered their famous chicken tikka masala. And he loved it so much that he ordered it all again and he asked for extra spices on stuff and they tweeted out finally when it was all done it was an absolute pleasure to welcome tom cruise to asha's birmingham yesterday evening and you know he ordered again greatest compliment and there's a picture he took a couple pictures of everyone socially distanced with the mask on and then he took one he said hey take another one and he pulled his mask down and there's the picture i don't think it was him i keep looking at this picture it wasn't tom cruise I think it was either his double, his stand-in guy for the movies, or it's just someone that goes around pretending to be Tom Cruise. Although they're filming, so it was probably his stand-in guy. Because it looks kind of like Tom, but not really. 
if the the one picture with the mask down it does not look like tom cruise i'm sorry it just isn't him when you find out when the world finds out that it wasn't tom and tom says yeah just and maybe tom lets the you know his stand in do that just go out and have dinner and tell everybody you're me so i don't have to deal with it maybe that's what happens but he shouldn't have taken the picture with the mask off i don't know it just it doesn't look if tom if that's tom now uh dude uh what is happening <laughs> i'm sure tom gets that a lot in his circle i'll say hey tom dude what is happening <laughs> I'm sure that goes over well but i'm telling you that's not him we're gonna find out that that wasn't him i also saw where uh now britney's dad is saying that oh yeah um sure i stepped down you know i know i stepped down to, from her personal and estate conservator and but i said that i would help uh you know transition to a new conservator and you know what the public <laughs> the public would likely praise me uh for my efforts if they knew the issues that she has struggled with really yeah um that's for sure um i witnessed my daughter you know do things that you don't even know and you have no right to know but if you knew all the facts of her personal life not only her highs but her lows all of the addiction and mental health issues that she's struggled with and all the challenges of the conservatorship they would praise praise me well that's really he didn't his lawyer was saying that they would praise mr spears so mr spears really didn't say that but his attorney did and it makes me think that he actually was saying that you know i mean i guess if your attorney is speaking for you then that's you saying it but it's the attorney being quoted saying that not him so i mean he still has a chance to come out and say no 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 that's not true however um i don't I find it strange that all of these years under this conservatorship, if something like that wasn't true, why would it have been continued all these years? Just, just asking a question. And in other celebrity news, I see where Sean Penn is saying he wants everyone to be vaccinated around him which, you know, is fine, I guess. But he's saying that he's not going to refuse to the set of his latest movie that he's filming called Gaslit. It's a political series related to the Watergate break-in. And he also wants people who's going to the theaters to see his newest directorial project, Flag Day. He's saying uh, they, they should all be vaccinated at the theater as well. Oh, so now you're laying down the law for other businesses uh no you don't get to say that uh sorry sean you don't get to say, well i mean he can't say it you just doesn't have to be so uh the companies get to decide whether they want people to come into their businesses vaccinated or not and wow do we have news on that as well it's just amazing Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we knew yesterday that Pfizer got the full FDA approval, becoming the first U.S.-made vaccine to move beyond emergency use authorization. And, of course, you know, the health officials hope that that full approval will empower organizations to introduce vax requirements and give you hesitant folks more confidence that vaccines are safe and effective. And even if you don't have more confidence, we're going to force you to get it anyway. (laughs) So there's there's that. I mean, we have. New York City and New Jersey announced all public school employees will be required to get vaccinated. The Pentagon also announced that a vaccine mandate for all service members would be introduced ASAP. Company stocks are through the roof, or at least going up, because they believe that uh, with this full approval means more vaccinations, more people are willing to go out into public uh, and use airlines and cruises and, you know, going to see movies at the theater. And so we know that, uh, you know, those mandates are coming fast and furious. Now, we know that now the Pfizer vaccine, after getting full approval, will be able to officially market its vaccine by its real name, which is a combination of the words community, immunity, mRNA and COVID, which is called Comirnaty, C-O-M-I-R-N-A-T-Y. So that's cool. And we know that uh, Moderna, who has full approval in the UK, chose its name Spikevax. <laughs> I'm not sure which one I like better. Uh, Comirnaty? Comirnaty? The combination of community, immunity, mRNA, and COVID, or spike vax. <laughs> now, Moderna is waiting to get its full approval here in the U.S. Johnson & Johnson says it will file later this year. But also remember that the full approval for Pfizer is only for people 16 and up. Kids ages 12 to 15 can still get vaccinated, but that's still under the FDA's emergency use authorization. And I know President Biden is asking for all these companies now that it's fully approved to mandate that everybody gets vaccinated. That's for sure. I mean, we have the Israeli data that showed a third shot of the Pfizer's COVID vaccine significantly increased protection from infection and serious illness in people 60 and older. So you can count on those booster shots coming fast and furious as well. We also know that doctors are upset because they have to help people who have COVID because they were unvaccinated. And we had some doctors walk out for a short period of time in Florida because they want to, they can't believe, they can't believe that 
they have to treat all these people with COVID and they're blaming it on the unvaccinated. Now, we do know, I saw one thread from a doctor who had tweeted on her Twitter account, uh, Natalie Solankova, MD, PhD. Her tweet was, nearly 100% vaccinated medical residents are taking care of nearly 100% unvaccinated COVID patients. Does it seem fair? Well, she took a big hit on the thread, which I loved because I first would say, um, you're a doctor and you have to take care of people that have made bad decisions your entire life. If you say that being unvaccinated is a bad decision. So if you believe that, okay, but so is driving at 150 miles an hour on a motorcycle in and out of traffic in and high on a highway, right? But you're still going to treat the person that comes into your hospital. And so the thread was really good. Um, a lot of people were not, uh, were not happy with the doctor's tweet. Uh, you can always find another job. Your duty is to heal. That's it. <laughs> Wait, I thought healthcare was a right. Um, yeah, that was my, uh, I think that was my favorite one. Wait, I thought healthcare was a right. Nearly 100% of the people with a medical degree are taking care of nearly 100% of the people that don't have a medical degree. Does that seem fair? <laughs> and life is not fair. Suck it up and do your job. That oath thing, remember? <laughs> do your job or find a new one. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, no kidding. And I saw a big story that talked about how you aren't legally allowed to know which variant gave you COVID-19 in the U.S. And, you know, of course, the headline is even if it's Delta. But, I mean, we kind of knew that, right? We talked. I talked about that when I was in the hospital earlier this year when I wanted to know, uh, you know, what my numbers were, the, thre- the cycle threshold values, and, uh, and they don't have it. You're either positive or negative. That's it. And those numbers aren't released to you. And now we know that it's illegal and you don't get to get those no matter what. Even if they take the test, you know, the CDC has those numbers but you don't. And I don't know that the CDC specifically knows that Bill from Des Moines has the Delta variant. They just know that a patient tested positive for COVID with the Delta variant, and they have the all the numbers that you, were, you would get with that test. You, however, just get to know you're positive and or negative, and that's it. And other than curiosity, really, is it important that I know those numbers? No. Would I like to know them? Yes. Would you like to know them? Sure, probably. But if you're positive or negative is really the most important. It really doesn't matter whether you, I'm positive with the Delta variant. Ha ha. It doesn't matter. You're still positive. And we find out from a research lab in Belgium, as they have found out that llama antibodies could be a potent force in preventing infections from contagious COVID-19 variants. (laughs) Okay. 
hey, can we shoot you up with some llama antibodies? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Go ahead. So the treatment would supplement vaccines by giving enhanced protection to people with weakened immune systems and to help people who have been hospitalized with the virus. Llama antibodies, which are unusually small, are able to bind to a specific part of the virus, spike protein, blocking it from infecting the cells. Their small size allows them to reach targets and reach parts of the virus that are difficult to access with conventional antibodies. And how long I've been saying it? What about the small antibodies from the llamas? What about that? I don't know how many times I've said it. If I, if I, if I could count the amount of times I've said, what about the llama antibodies? It just, it wouldn't be enough. <laughs> so in 2016, there was a study that showed llama antibodies were effective against the SARS and the MERS coronaviruses. Why are we just hearing about this now? We should be spending money on llama farms. And this would be a great way for zoos to make extra money by selling llama antibodies. And zoos need the money. I mean, speaking of zoos, I have got so many animal stories we have got to get to the animal stories including one story that talks about the love between a human and a chimpanzee we got to get to that So, as I was saying, a woman was having an affair with a chimpanzee and is now banned from the zoo. So, now they both have to suffer and aren't able to see one another. So, a local zoo in Belgium again. I don't know what's going on in Belgium, but we've got llama antibodies going on and we've got humans falling in love with chimpanzees and apparently chimpanzees falling in love with humans. So, A.D. Timmermans uh, visited cheetah a 38 year old chimpanzee multiple times a week at the antwerp zoo every week for the past four years (laughs) okay so they say that she and cheetah formed a close friendship uh what kind of close friendship i love that animal and he loves me really yeah that's what she said i love that animal And he loves me. (sighs) But zoo officials were not having it. She, the zoo officials believe that her relationship with the chimpanzee hurt the chimpanzee's social status with other chimpanzees. Um, I don't think he minded. He was in love. And it didn't matter what the other chimpanzees thought. Okay. So when Cheetah was constantly surrounded by visitors, the other monkeys ignore him and don't consider him part of the group, even though it's important for him. He's said that to you, zoo spokesperson. Uh, he, uh, Cheetah's told me, I just wish these people would leave me alone because I want to be considered part of the group. Really? Yeah. Because he sits on his own outside of visiting hours. Yeah, because he wants to. he's waiting for his babe to come back. But the zoo banned her from visiting the chimpanzee because it was preventing him from bonding with his peers. Oh, okay. She said, I haven't got anything else. 
Why do they want to take that away? We're having an affair. I'll just say other dozens of visitors are allowed to make contact. Why not me? (laughs) Oh, man, life is hard in Belgium, I guess. But you know as well as I do, you can't put an age or a species on love. It just happens. And so if it if it happened between this lady and a chimpanzee, then so be it. And who are we to come in between love? Well, the zoo has decided that they are the uh, rulers of that, and they've banned her from seeing the chimp. I wouldn't be surprised to hear a news story in the coming weeks where this cheetah, the chimp, has been kidnapped. (laughs) And this lady will be responsible for the kidnapping because the love that they have for each other could not be stopped. And they just wanted to be together. Guaranteed that's going to happen. I also saw where they've now done uh, in their studies in Africa where chimps are usually nice to gorillas and gorillas are usually nice to chimps and they kind of hang out uh they don't really hang out i guess that's not the right term they uh are okay with each other being in the same neck of the woods they're like yeah you're over there and we're over here and you know we're okay we'll leave each other alone but not anymore apparently there was a big fight between the chimpanzees and the gorillas two silverbacks and the two groups and the adult females defended themselves and their offspring now they i I don't know what you know, what made the chimpanzees mad? I don't know what started the fight, but the chimps won. And the silverbacks and the adult females escaped. And two gorilla infants were killed. I mean, the chimps took care of business. And so you do want to mess with these chimps, man. So if they piss Cheetah off in Belgium, he's going to be pissed. <laughs> I would let that lady come back. Uh, we don't know. Now, they're blaming the possibility of, of course climate change could be affecting the way these animals are treating each other in the wild so there's more you know we've just got to we've got to study more and these lethal interactions between the two great ape species are very uncommon and we need to find out uh, what is causing it we don't know if the sharing of food resources by the chimpanzees and the gorillas And the forest elephants have left uh, increased competition, and that's probably caused by climate change. So we just, we don't know, and more study is needed. I would, uh, I would not be messing with the chimps, man. Even the gorillas found that out, man. Uh, Don't mess with us, all right? Apparently, they worked in groups, and they kicked the crap out of these gorillas. So don't be messing with Cheetah in Belgium either, man. He may look like he's bummed sitting over there by himself, but when he finds out that his babe isn't coming back to take care of a little chimpanzee business at the zoo, he's going to be pissed. We also, I'm stuck in the animal world now. We have the first live murder hornet was spotted, and they spotted it attacking a wasp nest in Washington. So they're not only, we were finding them already dead, And now we're finding them alive, attacking paper wasps nest near the Canadian border in Washington. And it is the first confirmed sighting of a live murder hornet, you know, the Asian giant hornet that's, you know, goes by murder hornet. I think if we asked the Asian giant hornet, hey, 
you want us to call you by your official name or murder hornet the answer would be murder hornet so we've got a if you they're asking people hey if you see any murder hornets report it right away note the direction they fly off in uh don't wait try to find out where the heck they're going because we need to know um if i see a murder hornet zipping around i may call somebody and say hey you know i just spotted an asian giant hornet you know the murder hornets but uh he flew that way and i decided not to follow him okay so if you want to hop in your zoot suit of beekeepers which by the way the murder hornets can bite through um you go go ahead but i'm gonna be right here uh i'm good right where i'm at and i know they don't bite okay they sting i got it and i know that they don't generally attack people or pets but uh, if they feel threatened they're coming after you all right i know they're they usually you know are killing other bees and decapitating them and if people come up and say yo uh murder hornet hey what are you doing get out of here that's probably when they're going to feel threatened and they also mention how uh you know the venom is more toxic than all the other local bees and by the way their uh you know their stinger can pierce the beekeeper's protective clothing so there's just that to worry about i say we burn the whole forest is that the forest that we saw one that was alive yeah we're burning it down wait jeff there's enough fires going on in this country we don't need to create more Eh, eh, okay if you say so then we have wally the walrus who is starting to sink boats uh wally the walrus is all by himself and he's been going up and down the coast (laughs) he was first spotted in ireland off the coast of Valencia Island in March. And then he arrived in Wales about a month later and everybody's going out to see him. And he spent a couple of months off the coast of Pembrokeshire and frequently seen in Tenby. And he became, you know, the town's top attraction. And then he capsized an inflatable dinghy boat. And then he capsized another little fishing boat that he climbed aboard. And he likes to climb up on these boats and hang out. And then he's been traveling along the coast of Western Europe. He's been spotted in France and Spain and other parts of the UK. So they're trying to figure out how to move the walrus, Wally the walrus because uh you know they want to get him back to where he i guess belongs you know look do we know that he wants to go back where he came from i mean he could be he could have been shunned he may have been shunned by all the other walruses like hey wally uh we don't like you get out uh you did something we didn't like so we don't want you around so he doesn't want to go back and plus do we know if he's you know all there I mean, he might be Wally the walrus who's a little, you know, slow in the walrus world. And maybe that's why he left. Maybe that's why they kicked him out because he was a little slow and he's just, they don't want him around. So, yeah, sure, we can blame it on the melting sea ice and climate change, of course. And we can try to get him back to his original habitat. But maybe Wally is like, (laughs) they don't want me. I don't want to go back there. And so quit trying to make me go. Did you know that we have an invasion of carp in this country? Yes, we do. Four species of non-native carp 
continue to thrive <laughs> in this country and they're taken over and we can't get rid of them. We've tried netting them, catching them, trapping them, eating them, using them for cat food and fertilizer, and they keep growing and keep adding more and more. And they don't know what to do about them. Well, apparently, uh, people at the University of Missouri, M-I-Z, have discovered a breakthrough war on this invasive carp. They're studying the complex way carp eggs move in rivers. And so they're going to try to catch the carp eggs and remove them pre-hatch. Oh, okay. Look, we can, we're fine when they're in reservoirs and when they're in lakes. I mean, there's still a problem, but we can, you know, we can get rid of them. But when they're in the rivers, rivers are deep and large and muddy and capturing the carp is difficult. So we've been developing better ways to remove large numbers of adult carp. I would say perhaps dynamite might work that's just me though i don't know i don't know if the scientists at missouri in at the university of missouri have tried dynamite i don't know if the geological survey and the united and the university of missouri have tried dynamite but it's just a thought maybe you go up and down these rivers and you just toss in a couple of sticks of dynamite and you get rid of the carp Oh, wait, there's unintended consequences of that, too. We kill some of the other fish, too. Darn. When the carp start coming out of the rivers and lakes, walking on their fins, then you're going to be asking yourself, why didn't we throw dynamite in those rivers? When we start to have walk, when you start to have to worry about carp walking on the streets, attacking humans, now then you're going to be sorry, my friends. Then you're going to be sorry. You can come up with your own movie. Uh, walking carp day of the carp the carp invasion i'm already i've already written the movie for you go ahead and that sounds means we have breaking news here on chewing the fat as we're recording on 8 24 2021 august 24th 2021 for those of you listening live charlie watts Rolling Stones drummer has passed away at the age of 80. Wow. They just announced it. It's uh, with immense sadness that we announced the death of our beloved Charlie Watts. Wow. Very sad. He, remember, was not going to be a part of the tour that is just getting ready to go. He said he was going to miss it on doctor's orders and that he was hoping to be better at least for the last part of the tour. Uh, That doesn't look as though it's going to happen very sad i don't even know if the tour is going to happen i guess they do the tour in honor of charlie watts but uh very sad and apparently he was sicker than everyone thought so charlie watts the rolling stones drummer uh passed away at the age of 80 today very sad i know uh there were plenty of people reaching out talking about uh you know how great he was and how he will be missed uh, Elton John, a very, very sad day. He was ultimate drummer, the most stylish of men in such a brilliant company. Uh, Ringo Starr tweeted, God bless Charlie Watts. We're going to miss you, man. Peace and love to the family, Ringo. Uh, and then he posted a picture of he and Charlie together. Um, really, really, really sad news. And, uh, you know, now that uh, Rolling Stone members are passing away, are we at the end of times? 
or is it just an old guy saying goodbye to this planet? I don't know. You decide. Rest in peace, Charlie Watts. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.